Welcome to Awaken Life Church podcast. For more information about our church, please visit awakenlifechurch.net. Have you ever had one of those moments where you're like, God, what am I going to say? Because I failed all month long. Just all by myself. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you for your word that it never returns void. God, that it always does what you sent it to do. God, that you're so amazingly in love with us and crazy about us, Lord. And God, I just pray that this morning that we would be convinced in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, so uh, God has got such a sense of humor for me, okay? So I, I'm like, I've been going through like one of the most discouraging seasons I've been in in, in a while, okay? For real. Like, just like, God has left me. I'm all by myself. I don't know what's going on. Just all the stuff. Uh, you know, when, you, when you're in leadership, uh, discouragement is usually in your back pocket, If you're a parent, discouragement is probably your kids. Amen. Uh, you, if you're breathing and you're alive, you know what discouragement's all about. And it's so much easier to believe the discouragement than it is to believe in faith that God is good. Like you look at your, your circumstances and you're like, yep, God forgot me. I'm all by myself. And then, you know, you sing that song, all by myself. Oh, all right. So, so... I, I have just, you can ask my wife, man, I have been just going through it. I'm like, man, I've been up, down, over, around. I'm like, I'm schizophrenic. I need help. And, uh, and, then, and then you have to preach faith in the middle of the doo-doo. Are you with me? Like, you, you, have, to, you have to sit before God and then, and then get, you know, God's, you know, God's never, like, ever had me preach on how to be discouraged. He's always saying, hey, I want, you to, I want you to tell him how good I am. I want you to preach. I want you to preach about how good I am in the trial, you know. So, so last week, you know, I was preaching, and I was preaching on, you know, that trials are part of the gig. Nobody is trial-free in Christianity, right? But, man, is it hard to believe how good God is in the trial, there's like three types of people in the room today. You got guys uh, and gals that are, are going into a trial. Shundai, right? And then, and then you got the guys and gals that are in the middle of the trial. And then you got the folks coming out of the tr- trial. Hallelujah! This preacher is telling the truth this morning, okay? So, so God is able. Everybody say God is able. God is able. Okay, so I am becoming very, I'm becoming an expert in self-encouragement. <laughs> and so one of the things I like to do is laugh, and I hope you, I hope you do too. Because sometimes I go to churches, man, you know, for some of you that don't know, I, I'm, uh, I run Teen Challenge uh, at the ranch. And so I am usually in a different church pretty much every weekend. Chosen, frozen, people that don't know Jesus. I mean, it's a trip, okay? <laughs> Amen, is it a trip? All right, so, so, so with that, it comes with, you know, this, you know, got to encourage thyself, amen? So everybody knows I like dumb signs, right? You guys figured that out? I always have a dumb sign, you know, to show everybody, and uh, I know you guys have an awesome uh, deaf ministry, and so I, I showed the, the one sign that said, it's in Braille, and it says, caution, don't touch, hot. In Braille. You had one job. You're fired. But now I've got onto this new kick. <laughs> Actual book titles. These are real books, folks, and, and I got to show them to you. 
Everything I know about women, I learned from a tractor. His sequel, I'm never going to be married ever. Uh, this one, this is a real book. The next one. You can buy these on Amazon. I kid you not. Uh, this is a really good one right here. <laughs> the world's favorite snack size book. Hey, man, this dude's got a following, too. He's, he's, people read his book, and they think it's the greatest thing. And then right under it says Dr. Matt. It says fake doctor. You probably can't see that. Uh, that's a real book, man. Check this one out. This is a devotionals for teens. Hey, hey, but check it out. The, new, the book she's the author of, If God Loves Me, Why Can't I Get My Locker Open? We're talking about some real crisis here. And then another and the last one that is a bestseller on Amazon And then the only, the only thing to say after that is, the world is crazy. People are nuts, and we need Jesus. And, and, and how many know the struggle is real? How, okay, yes. To, to be, yes. How many know the struggle with our flesh in this life is real? Can I buy an amen? All right. So, so going through this season, man, uh, God is able to do far more than we could ever ask for or imagine. Man, I love that, right? He does everything by his power that is working in us. Uh, it's a different translation, but it, it's plain. It says, by everything, by the power that's working in us. The struggle is real. See, physical growth is a function of time. Some of us are growing in other ways. <laughs> Emotional growth is a function of experience in time. Right? Amen. Spiritual growth is a function of obedience, experience, and time. I, I don't know, man. When I hear the word obedience, how many of you guys cringe just a little bit? Just be honest. Just raise your hand really high. And you, you hear the word obedience, you're like, Nah. Man, I, I lead a group of men. When they hear that word, they trip out. Because uh, God's commands are not what? Burdensome, right? Unless you're a Christian trying to follow Jesus. That's some sarcasm there for you, in case you didn't know. Uh, and I've been wrestling with this thing, and, and so I got I kind of I got to set this up a little bit because um, we love the whole story of Abraham to Ab you know Abram to Abraham, Amen. Everybody love that story. Okay, why? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, Sarai to Sarah, uh, just an amazing thing, and, and I want to unpack that. But, but but just just check this out. So this is this is how this has been going this this couple months for me. So you know when you. You kind of you kind of just have to go with the flow sometimes. Can I buy an amen? And sometimes the flow is not the flow that I want to go with. And so one of those flows was this car that I had to drive. It was the hoopty from Satan's brotherhood. You know what I mean? This thing, you had to pray in tongues for 20 minutes to get out of the parking lot. You know what I mean? And, and it was just, it was a bad car. It was a hoopty. And I was praying for a car when I got that car, and I thought, oh, man, God's going to bless me. Get in the car. So this is a blessing, huh? <laughs> Have you... Has anyone ever been there? Am I all by my, have you ever like, oh man, God's really blessed me, get in, you're like, ah, nope. Hey man, I'm driving down the highway in this car and I put on the turn signal and the brakes come on. No, no, seriously, they don't just come on, they come on. Like, you know, this big bright thing lights up and says traction control and, and the car goes, 
And I was like, what just happened? And, and then it took me a minute to figure out that the turn, when I turned the turn signal on, the brakes come on. Dude, that is a hoopty. And what had happened is the, the friendly neighborhood rats had moved in to my village and decided to snack on said wires and did all kinds of damage to the tune of $3,000. You're blessed. You're blessed. And I was bombing down the freeway and I was like begging God. Have you ever been there? God, this thing. But it was just a, it was just a manifestation of what was really going on in my life at the moment because I was really struggling with being encouraged of how God, is God good when things are bad? I, I, uh, deal with this phenomenon a lot in ministry where people uh, get hurt or bad, something bad happens to them. And they immediately go to God the Father like, where were you? And, and it's not an uncommon deal, if we're being honest. I don't know how many times I've had bad things in my life happen, Pastor, where I check my back pocket and go, well, what did I do? to anger <laughs> the father. <laughs> Funny thing, I was <clears throat> watching uh, Danielle, and she got hurt. And she didn't jump to her feet and go, God, right, Dad, why did you let that happen to me? You know what Daniel's first instinct was? It wasn't to run away from me. It was to run to me. And the Lord was like speaking to me like, uh, yo, I'm talking to you, pal. She didn't get up and go, Dad, how did I fail you? <laughs> I mean, you're just saying it. it sounds ridiculous. But boy, church, are we plagued with this performance Christianity. And man, I love grace, and I gotta preach grace. I gotta get up and look at grace. I gotta have grace wash over me. And then after I breathe for 15 seconds, I need more grace. <clears throat> yeah, it reminds me of that story with the gals praying. She's like, Lord, I haven't sinned today. I haven't ate any chocolate. I haven't overeaten. I haven't, I, haven't, I haven't talked, gossiped, or tore anybody down, but I'm getting ready to get out of bed. And I'm going to need your help. Uh, I, 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 that's me. Okay. So, so in the hoopty and things are bombing. And, and I, just, I said, finally, I gave up. I threw my hands up and uh, told my wife, I was like, man, we need to just sell this thing, get rid of this thing. And then put a disclaimer on it and say, this is Satan's brotherhood's car. And here's the deal. And, you know, whatever, you know. And I was surprised somebody actually bought it. Uh, with that disclaimer on top of it. <laughs> and, and so I was like, well, thank you, Lord. I sold the car, you know. Like, you know, yay. And we went on vacation. And it was a stress-cation. I don't know if you've ever had vacation that was ever stress-free. I, I don't know why they even call it vacation. They ought to just call it spend lots of money, be stressed out, drive all kinds of miles. It'll be fun. Stay in the car with your family for 18 hours. It's going to be a blessing. It's so much funnier in my head. Does anybody else think these things? I don't know. Like all the men are like, I'm not saying that out loud. You're the ones going home with your wife. Uh, so we go, we go on the stresscation. I go see my mom. My mom's going through it, man. She's... You know, my mom, she's just, she's like a, a stalwart of faith, you know, and she's just been going through this time. She's been taking care of my brother's kids, you know. There's a long backstory. It's just, it's been rough, man. It's been rough, and I just felt bad, and I wanted to go spend time with my mom. And then we went and hang out with my mom, and, and it was just a stressful time, you know. I was like, man, this is supposed to be fun. This is not fun. We, although we did get to have some fun, we got out on the lake and uh, almost drowned Danielle. That was fun. Uh, 
All right, never mind. You guys aren't paying attention. Uh, we, we, we had some fun, and then Marie's like, hey, we, we, we should go to Yellowstone. You know, and in my mind, I'm doing math, you know. No money <laughs> for a long time. Happy wife, no money. Mm, happy wife. So <laughs> we hop in the car and we bomb up to Wyoming to go to Yellowstone because that's like my wife's happy place. You know, Marie actually worked there for a while and she loves the outdoors and, and hey, got to go. You know what I'm saying? If you want to stay married, you're going to Yellowstone. I was supposed to be a lot funnier. <laughs> so we go, go to Yellowstone, and, man, it's late at night, and I'm bombing. I'm in the car. I don't know if anyone else is plagued with this thing, but, you know, man, I just have a lead foot. I like to go fast, and I don't like people being in front of me. It's an American thing, maybe. <laughs> a male thing. I don't know. So this guy was in front of me, man, and it was, it was late at night, and I was like, must move away from you. And Marie's like, hey, honey, just you know, slow down. It's okay. You know, you're already doing 80 miles an hour. You know, you don't have, you know, and the guy was just like toying with me, you know. Probably wasn't, but in my mind, I was like, ugh. And then finally, I found the opportunity to pass him, and I was passing him, man, and I felt it in my heart, the fist pump and everything, like, got it. I guess nobody else knows what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> Get out of the way. <laughs> so, I get around the guy, I'm like, yes! And I'm moving, man, and I'm hauling. Marie's like, slow down. I'm like, so I slow down a little bit, and then I see, I look over, she's not paying attention. Speed back up, anybody with me? And I speed back up, and I get up on another guy. I wish this guy would just get out of my way. And he did. He, like, pulled over to the side a little bit, let me pass. And then he pulled me over. <laughs> Have you ever just been sitting in your stuff, stewing, just hearing your wife go, slow down, slow down. So I got a ticket, doing math in my head. Negative money. So I apologize to the girls. You know, because Danielle, she was freaked out. She's never been pulled over before. You know, whereas me, I've been pulled over more than once. We get there. I'm like, man. And I hear God's just like, he's just like speaking to me. He's like, slow down. Trust me. You know, and I'm like, man, why am I wrestling with this? Why, you know? And so we have this amazing time in the park, and we saw a bear. We saw all kinds of stuff. Um, it was just fun. It was awesome. I had a great time, and then we had to come home. And so in my mind, I'm thinking, man, 16-hour drive. If I bomb really hard, I can get home. Just, just stick with me, church. I promise this all makes sense tomorrow. And so... <laughs> We get we get we get to the hotel. We can't go any further, man. And we get to we get to Utah, and we stay at this hotel. And we're all tired, you know. And Marie's all tired, and and she's like got her keys and her, you know. And you know, man, how many have had to get a new car key made? They're proud of that. Like, has it got gold in there or something? It's got special gold plating inside there, and so. We're getting off the elevator, and Marie goes, ah, ah, and the key goes perfectly down the slot. I thought she got shot the way she acted. I was like, wah, wah, wah. She's like, I dropped my keys on the hall. I'm like, what? 
luckily we had my key. And then we got to go down to the thing. You know, when you're tired, you don't have a lot of grace and mercy for folks. You know, it's a good thing nobody knew I was a pastor that day. I go to the office, they're like, hey, man, my wife and keys and boop down the hole. You know, my keys, oh, sir, we, we, you know, they, they charge us $450 to get in there. I'm like, Poof. yeah, we could call if it's an emergency. I'm like, Noop. that's fine. I don't need those keys. We have an extra set of keys. We'll be fine. And so I was thinking to myself, wow, this is so much fun. This vacation is awesome. We get home. And, and I don't even get home, and the boys are like, oh, the air conditioning went out on, the, on, a, on our stuff. And so, I, you know, AC is my wheelhouse. I, I, do, I do air conditioning, too, by the way. And so that's in my wheelhouse to do, but I wasn't there yet. I get there, and it's, the unit's broke. It's toast. It's gone home to see Jesus. It's gone. And, you know, it's an old unit. We've been putting Band-Aids and everything on it. And I'm like, oh, yeah. And right there in my heart, I'm like, God, where are you? You know, <clears throat> where are you, Lord? You know, and, and so I've been, you know, somebody gives me a donated AC unit, right? They're like, oh, yeah, all you need to do is put some uh, free on it. You'll be good. We get the unit up there. I, I buy the, get the crane. We get it up there, new sheet metal, boom. I plug it in, get it going, and it don't start. Yeah, and I'm feeling, feeling it. You know, it's hot up there. I'm like, yep, thank you for this blessed donated AC, Lord. You know, have you, have you ever been there where you're just like, you know, God, where are you? And so then, and so then we've, I put, put more money into it, and then I find out there's a factory defect, can't be fixed. It's toast. Now I got to crane it off. All right, so I figured this out uh, yesterday. So... <laughs> So I'm thinking, you know, God, where are you? Okay, so in the middle of this, somebody calls and said, hey, God spoke to me and told me to donate this vehicle to you guys. I'm like, oh, nice. You know, I'm thinking, oh, this thing's probably a real charmer. <clears throat> you, can, you can feel my negativity is just like fully getting in there, and I'm like, and she calls me. She's like, hi, you know, and she's like a really sweet gal. She's like, I, I, I just feel like I'm supposed to give this to you, and, you know, and maybe you can, you know, come and get it. And I'm like, oh, okay. So, I, I, you know, man, she wants me to come and do it. So I go do it, and I get there, and, and, it, and it's a really nice vehicle. And it's only got, like, 89,000 original miles or something. I'm like, okay, well, maybe you are good. Is anybody picking up when I'm laying down? All right, so then, then I get home, and somebody calls and says, hey, by the way, I'm giving you a truck. I got this truck. I know you do side work. I want you to have this truck. I'm like, really? He's like, yeah, man, God spoke to me. once. I, I just feel like you're supposed to have this little truck. I'm like, all right. You know, I'm thinking, yeah, probably hoopty times too, you know. And uh, no, no, it's like a really nice little truck, little pickup truck, and, you know. Okay, God, maybe you are good. And so then, th then yesterday when I'm on the roof, on the roof, and the unit has failed, I hadn't remembered any of that. All I could think about is how God had left me on the roof. <laughs> what uh, Daniel told me, he says, you know, Bill Johnson said this discouragement's only five minutes away. I'm like, man, I got Bill beat. terrible. So last night, I'm sitting. This is where I'm finally getting to the point. Everybody say, thank you, Jesus. All right. So last night, I'm sitting in front of my computer knowing, you know, I've been wrestling with what I was going to preach, and I'm in this season of discouragement. And Daniel's like, oh, man. You know, he, like whenever I get text from Daniel, he's like, hey, man. He's always got joy of Jesus on him. I'm over there stewing in the pit. You know what I mean? He's like, man, we're so excited for you to come. You know, and I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> Lord, where are you? So I'm sitting there last night on my computer. I'm like, God, I really need you. Even though you forgot me today on the roof. Hey, so I'm sitting there last night. 
And a friend calls and says, hey, man, I heard you needed a, an AC unit. And I'm like, yeah. He's like, oh, man, we're, we're going to buy you one and put it up there for you, okay? <laughs> so I, I'm sharing with you today my struggle. Is that okay? And so, so I, th I got to thinking about Abraham. And sometimes God's got to say it twice. Everybody say God's going to say it twice. Hey, is, am I talking to any fellow believers in the house today? Is anybody getting? Okay, so, so let me read this to you real quick with my blind eyes. Uh, it's out of Genesis chapter 17, and, and it's basically, I'm going to paraphrase a little bit, but basically God's having a covenant relationship with Abram. And he's like, today your name is no longer Abram, but Abraham. And then he goes on and he says, and God said to Abraham, as, so no longer does God address him as Abram. He addresses him as Abraham. That's so powerful. Daniel said it in the worship service today. He said, when we connect with what God says about us, that identity piece, you know. So my wrestle with God, whether God is good or not, wasn't so much about God as it was about me. Well, duh. <laughs> is God good? Did God really say? Somewhere, somewhere that's in there. And so he says, and God said to Abraham, as for Sarah, you arrive. She, you shall not call her name Sarai, but Sarah. And <clears throat> moreover, uh, I will bless her. And moreover, I will give you a son by her. And I will bless her. Everybody say, I'll bless her. He says it twice there. He says, I will bless her, and moreover, I will give you a son by her, and I will bless her, and she shall become nations, and kings of people shall come from her. And then, and then Rick Casto entered into this part and fell on his face and laughed. All right. <clears throat> I'm so glad I'm not alone. And, and, and so, so this whole thing, this name change thing and, and adding the H, and I'm sure you guys have, have know what it's all about, but it's usually from the Tetragrammatron from the Hebrew uh, culture that is actually H is like the, the breath of God, but it's also the, 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 the number five in the, in the Tetragrammatron, which is, which is, which is grace. So God not only added grace, but the breath of God to their life. So no, their name reflected what God was doing in their life. So every time God would say Abraham, he, would say, he was speaking a new identity over him. Amen. Can I buy an amen? And so, and so it's this amazing transition from barren to blessed. You think about this. Uh, in this culture, being barren was like it was the worst thing ever. It was horrible. Uh, we read about Hannah when, you know, when she was going through her stress. And, and, and Hannah, I mean, it's one of those most uh, hardest pieces of Scripture. It says, and at the appointed time, God. Well, when is the appointed time? I guess I'm all by myself. Hey, you know, I want to know. I want to know. I want to know, God. Help me understand. I want to know. And, and so then she goes from being barren to blessed. God says, hey, I'm going to give you a son. And of course, we know the whole story. Terrible bumps, rides, and, uh, you know. You know, they say, well, you know, God's going to, well, he needs our help. So we're going to have Ishmael. Fail, right? Okay. <laughs> So then Abraham goes from singular to multiple, from father to father of countless. Uh, it did not happen easily. Although we like that. We like the magic. We like God of the magic wand. Okay. Anybody else? <laughs> no more anger. <laughs> Faith, no more doubt. I mean, I, that's me. I'm like, God, why is that got to be so hard? Why is it got to struggle for everything? You know? <clears throat> did, did it sound like I really struggled this month? Like I was like, oh, you need a car? <laughs> Here you go. Uh, oh, AC unit? <laughs> uh, uh. Uh, why is it so hard for me to trust you? More grace needed, please. <clears throat> it did not happen easily, quickly, or without consequence. And that's where you go, seriously, Lord? Or maybe that's where I go, seriously, Lord. Maybe you're like, oh, yeah, thank you. 
See, discipleship, it's the friction of learning. And it's not something uh, that we do to each other. It's something we do together. In other words, we, this discipleship model, like, that's God's model. It's, it's truth being transmitted uh, through relationship. And so God's, really, God's so hard after us to have relationship, authentic relationship, not performance relationship. And, 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 and this is where I'm living, okay? This is where I'm living right now. Uh, it's, it's, God wants to do this with me. God wants to do this with you. Oh, yeah, there's times he's going to have to do it for you. Amen. But I'm going to tell you, man, the goal is to do this with you. That's the goal. That's the, that's the thing. I, I think of the scripture in uh, uh, Mark chapter 3, verse 12, and it says, it says that, that he called those whom he wanted so that they could be with him and so that he could send them out. And so when I preach this to the Teen Challenge guys, they're like, and so why did he call them? So he could send them out to preach. No, so they could be with him. So he could be, that, that's the imperative in that. It's just so he could be with them. Like God wants to be with you. And all this trauma and trauma and all this stuff is God saying, Rick, I want to be with you. I don't want to just give to you. I want to be with you. Amen. I say, oh, I'm learning this, that you can't be emotionally immature and spiritually mature at the same time. And boy, we really want to have that, don't we? We want to have that. We want to, we want to learn knowledge and have, but the process we want to skip. Yes? No. Just Rick. Okay, so, so God's sense of humor. I came in this morning feeling sheepish from my experiences last few weeks, months, right? And I was feeling sheepish about this message. Can I be sure? Uh, I was feeling sheepish about the message. There's some joy in there finally, praise the Lord. What did you say? New wine, that's it. I'm, I'm going with that. So, so I came in and, and Pastor Daniel, he just had, he just had an encounter with joy and he blamed it on Tina, but we really know it's the Holy Ghost. It's, he's like, he comes over and he's like, hey, man, I just want to pray for you, man. I'm over here going, help. Daniel prays for me. Oh, God, we just want more joy and trust. Oh, Lord, that the joy of the Lord is your strength. And I'm like, man, y'all didn't just call me here to minister to me. And then, and then all the worship songs are all, oh, yeah, I'm going to trust. You're not defeated. And I'm like, man, God, you're so funny, but not really. I'm feeling kind of, you know, weird that you're, like, singing to me right now. Have you ever had God sing to you? Boy, he was singing to me today. And, man, I'm over there crying. I'm, like, trying to pretend I'm not like, crying. No, I'm not crying. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. And God's, like, just ministering to me. And I'm like, I'm like well, God, I don't want to preach that message no more. You're like, yeah, that's what you're going to preach on. But, uh, but, uh, all right. All right, Ecclesiastes 10.10, 10. this is a reality. This is a reality. This is reality. Everybody say reality. It's a reality. So I'm grateful. Uh, and I'm not just saying this to pander to, to Daniel and Joy, but I, I don't have very many real relationships where I can just be me. And the more I start going this, the more God's like, I just want you to be you. <laughs> just be you, man. And I'm thinking about that. I was sitting there on the chair, and I'm like, you know, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. And the more I started thinking about it, I was older. I'm blessed. I looked over at Marie. I'm like, I'm not crying. I'm blessed. Ecclesiastes 10.10 says, If the axe is dull and its edge unsharpened, more strength is needed. 
but skill will bring success. Now, I don't know. I mean, I've been, been doing this for, for a little bit, and, and I really feel like the Lord's just encouraging the body of Christ to stop with effort and get into the groove of, of skill. And, and, and so you take it, take it, take it from a picture that, that Solomon's painting here or the Holy Spirit is that you're never wasting your time when you sharpen your edge. A true story where I used to cut, when I was a teenager, I used to cut wood. And we'd go up and we'd clear out these groves and like ash fork and, and whatnot and then bring it back and sell the wood. And, and uh, we were working with these dudes that were older than us that were my age now. And we were young. We we're like, yeah, we're going to work these old dudes under the table. And so we're out there just bombing. And, man, every time I'd turn around, dude's sitting on his fanny over there with his saw, uh, with the, you know, doing the thing. We're over there cutting. And I'm changing saw blades, you know, chainsaw blades. And these guys are sharpening blades. And I'll, every time I look over there, some, and, man, we got done. Those guys cut more wood than we did. And I was sore, man. Like, when we went back to the cabin, I was like, ugh, ugh. And the guy sat down, and he goes, hey, man, what are you guys so sore for? These guys were, like, ready to have a good time, you know. I'm like, dude, you're 50. You're old. Now I'm, like, 50. I'm like, no, you're not old. And he sat down, he said, listen, man, you're never wasting time when you sharpen the saw. You don't have to force it through. You let the saw cut it. And, man, I have kept that in my heart all these years, that skill brought them success. So sharpening the edge. Well, what sharpens my edge? What sharpens your edge? Well, I mean, we could, we could sit here and just say, well, all you got to do is the, all you got to do Listen, I'm not even going to tell you what sharpens your edge. I know what sharpens my edge. And that's, that's the Holy Spirit. When I spend time with him, I never come out of his presence going, wow, that sucked. <laughs> Can you say that in church? Okay. Sometimes you don't know. People you know, get all weird. So God, what a... What, God's really telling me effort will ring you out. See, and I'm an effort guy. I'm the, I'm the make it happen guy. I'm the guy that goes, you can ask my wife. I, I hate standing still. Like having an office equals bondage to me. And yet I have an office, and guess where you will never find me? In my office, I I don't know what it is about the desk and the computer screen and, you know, I mean, I could stay in the office about an hour and a half, two hours, am I telling the truth? It's time to go. And I don't even care if I got anything to do. I'm going to go find something to do, make something to do. Are you with me? I'm going to create something to do. And here God's just been shouting at me this last six months. Slow down. Sharpen your edge. I didn't call you to ring yourself out. I've called you to my rest. And so I, uh, I want to put this out there. God is able. <laughs> I, I don't know why I'm so hard-headed. I wish it was not that way. Amen. I wish God could just go, here's what I want you to do. And I could go, oh, yeah, I'm at it. Instead, i gotta, I got to be told twice, I will bless you like Sarah, and then I will bless you. And then, and then he had to say the same thing. Abraham, I am covenant with you. I'm going to bless you. I'm going to bless you. Uh, you're seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. You're no longer the, the tail but the head, which I think is an amazing euphemism when you think about it because you know what comes out the tail. <laughs> Amen. You are not that. You're this. God is able. A couple of things I learned along the way this month, and I was stewing in it last night. Slow down. How many need to hear this right now? Just be honest with me and raise your hand and say, yeah, 
wow, that sounds really good. Slow down. It sounds really good in my spirit, but it sounds really terrible in my flesh. My flesh is like, no, no slow down. Things won't get done. But yeah, God's like, I want you to enter into my rest. Oh, what's my rest? You know, I think about this often. Uh, but last night I was kind of chewing on it, and I was like, you know, God created the heavens and the earth and everything in how many days? How many days? This is a test. It's a math test. Six days, right? Okay, so who do you create on the sixth day? Everybody's like, the Drake <laughs> He created men and created us, right? What, what do we do on the seventh day? We hang out with Jesus, right? We hung out with God. So we, we literally got made, hung out, and then went to work. And I'm trying to get this in my spirit and in my heart and in my, in my, in my doer. I want to work from a place of rest. I don't want to work for it. God is still the lifter of my head. Man, my head got lifted this morning. You know, when I wrote this last night, it was by faith. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just finished writing that, and that's when I got the phone call. I'm buying the AC unit for you. <sighs> and yet, when I got into, when I got into the church this morning, and you guys were all singing them songs just for me, and, uh, and Daniel was praying for me, and it was like, man, I'm right where I'm supposed to be, man. I'm right in the center of it. Now, here's a couple things I just want to say, and then you, you can fire me, all right? So... God still supplies all my needs. A couple of lies that, that I've wrestled with, okay? God's a gentleman. <laughs> That's a lie. All right. So the, the thought behind it is God's not going to force anything on you, but yet... I read an Acts where dude was rowing along on his horse and God knocked him off of it. I, there was nothing gentle about that. Right? Uh, I can give you a few other ex examples, you know. Like I think about Stephen, man. The Bible says that he was full of wisdom and grace. Dude preached one sermon. It was so good they killed him for it. Take that as a compliment, sir. <laughs> he got one sermon out, dead. God's a gentleman. Uh, or the safest place to be is in the center of God's will. That's another good lie. And, and this is where I'm going to end. Listen. God ain't after your safety. Oh, all the women in the house went. <laughs> Does God want you to be safe or dangerous? I'm just, I want to know. Does he want you to be dangerous to the kingdom of darkness or safe from it? Well, we'll let you answer that on your own time. I don't, I'm really just getting into this thing like, I want to know dangerous grace. And I think I'm heading that way with my hard-headedness, amen. <laughs> that grace is so dangerous. People don't like it. When you start speaking real grace, God's grace, man, religious people freak out. When you start talking about grace that transforms, the grace that teaches us to obey, that's what it says in Titus, so it teaches us to obey and deny ungodliness, that's dangerous. When your life is so full of grace 
<laughs> that people want to kill you. Wait. Now, I know you, I know you said, well, where are you going with that, Rick? I think God wants people to be thirsty when we get around them. Like when I, when I go into a place, I want, it, I, want, I want the effect to be like, hey, man, there's something different about you. Amen. Like, what is, what is going on? Amen. Is anybody with me on this here? Is my by myself? How many want to have that kind of effect? This dangerous grace that, that calls us deeper to trust. It says, man, we could get over the basic stuff. Like, I feel like God's still trying to knock me over the head. Like, hey, man, I'm going to take care of you. I didn't get up this morning going, I don't know if I can take care of Rick. It's going to be hard. You can get up today and go, I don't know if I can handle Awaken Life Church. It's going to be tough. God is able. Say that with me. God is able. Amen. God is what? Able, man. So I'm celebrating right now with you that God is able. And that his grace is sufficient. Oh, man. I used to read that and think, oh, it's just barely enough. <laughs> no, it's like completely efficient. Amen. He's the lifter of my head. Amen. And he still supplies all my needs. Praise the Lord. Well, I think I'm done messing with you. <laughs> you know, I, I know in my spirit there, there's folks wrestling with this this whole idea of did I did I mess did I anger did I mess things up so bad that God can't? I I, I feel it in my spirit that there's some folks here that are man, you're carrying the the weight of your kids and you're carrying the weight of past decisions and and failures and you know <laughs> you know I know it's it's like what happened to me last night I was walking to work on my computer my computer crashed in the midst of all this too and I was walking into the office to get my computer out and I grabbed it and I come walking out and I kicked the pinky toe on my pinky so hard on the pile of stuff on the ground that it peeled the nail right off and I was like bless the lord and sometimes, sometimes we have things that just happen by trauma, and it's not God's fault, amen? It's not your fault. Is God still good? Is he still able? Is he still good? Is he still able? Is he still good? Is he still able? Yes. And I just want to pray for you this morning, if I can. Maybe, and just by faith, you know, and this is not to embarrass anybody, but if you just stand your face, say, man, this was for me today. Just stand your feet, and we're going to pray with you, okay? <clears throat> Don't be afraid. I'm standing up, too, because this was for me. I just preached to myself today, and you got to be along for the ride. Amen. And so you see these folks standing up in faith because God, listen, this isn't because I manipulated anything because the Holy Spirit is doing stuff in here, amen? And so let's just agree. Just take the hand of your neighbor. I, I just really feel like that is the deal, joy of the Lord. Like God wants to really bring joy to another level in your life. He wants to bring this, I'm good, and I'm so good to you. Amen. And so I just want you to grab your neighbor's hand. Amen. And, and I'm just going to pray by faith right now. Just a simple prayer of faith. And I'm going to hand this back over to Pastor. And, and I just want to link my faith with your faith, my trial with your trial, and say, yes, God, you are good. And, Lord, we're standing in faith uh, this morning. And, Lord, I, I know the struggle is real. But you're still able 
you're still able, more than able, to do exceedingly abundantly above, one translation says. And so, God, I'm, I'm just asking and inviting relationship with you again. Lord, help me get off the performance wheel and get into where I say I love you. I love you. I love you, Lord. I want to be with you. I want to spend time with you. Lord, I don't want some legalistic regimen. I just want to be with you, Lord. I want to know that rest. I want to know that peace. I want to know that assurance, Lord, that you and I are okay. So, Lord, I know some folks stand and probably wrestling and in a trial and in the middle of it. And, Lord Jesus, I pray, I just pray and speak grace, grace over every mountain in their life. I speak grace, grace over that mountain, over that issue, over that stuff. God, you are bigger than the mountain. You're the one that creates mountains. And so, Lord, I speak grace, grace over that mountain. In Jesus' mighty name. And, Lord, I, I just pray for strength that will rise upon those that wait upon the Lord. And so, Lord, we wait upon you. We wait upon you, Lord. We wait upon you, Lord. We slow down. <laughs> yeah. We slow down. God, you're not in a hurry. You're not in a hurry, Lord. Help me slow down. Let me see it, Lord. And, Lord, I plead the blood, the precious blood of Jesus that was shed abroad for all of us, Lord. God, to cleanse, wash, purify, and then, Lord, to illuminate. Lord, Holy Spirit, illuminate. God, I, I just feel like you're speaking to folks right now. I feel burdens rolling off. Lord, I, I feel like faith is rising up. Like, Lord, we're not in this alone. We're not... We're not some uh, island unto himself. Lord, we need each other. And so, Lord, I just pray you glue us together. God, strengthen us in Jesus' name. And all the mighty people of God said, amen. amen.